<laughs> ding a ling a ling. It's the Fat Fruit Crime Cast, and I am here with my co-host, <clears throat> <clears throat> Sir Brother. Well, hello there. Hello. So, we were going to do like a two-parter today, but our uh, other co-host, Scott, like rolled his ankle like a bitch, so we're kind of here by ourselves, and uh, a little time constraint is going on at this point, so we're going to just do one thing. So, first of all, how is your week? Thrilling. Same here. Like, can you... Dude, I don't have a fucking kitchen. Would you care for me to elaborate? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear. What's going on? Well, I mean, between having a wife and a, a child in the dad brain, I can't really remember much but really i'm still here <laughs> that's good news right uh you're, you're here i'm here we're, all we're amongst here. the living i thought one simple little project around the house was going to be simple it turns out there's a there's a gigantic hole downstairs and right now takeout is the answer <laughs> but you know life does go on um so i think we're gonna pick one subject and Everybody's been on UFOs in July. I don't know if you've noticed this. No, I haven't. All right, I, I it might be just me because I'm at work a lot by myself and I don't have I don't have like a lot of people to talk to, so I'm listening to a lot of stuff, like news, mm-hmm. um other people's podcasts, whatever. Right. And it's like I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, dude, I think I've listened to, like, three different UFO stories in the past two hours. Like, I gotta move on to something else. So then I got home, and I'm trying to figure out what we're gonna do here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know... It, UFOs. Yeah, and you here know, we are. Why not? Just, everybody else is doing it. Jump on the bandwagon. Just jump on the ship. So later on, we can just jump off ship. And, you know, jump off the bandwagon. And maybe remain on it. Who knows? But... I did a little research on an incident, and I'm going to pop it up here. So while I pop it up, um, can you elaborate on what it's like to have a three-year-old? I just, sometimes I want to ask you, but then it's just not the right time. So now's as good as ever while I find this thing. I would say up till now, it's been great, but three years old is full of emotions and communication yeah. issues and just development it's uh wouldn't change it for the world but goddamn, it's the fucking worst <laughs> and that's that, really all i've got to say about it for now i mean that, tbd for the rest of the year but oh, oh, oh. <laughs> tbd for the rest of the year he says so it's a little turbulent And you know what the best part is? That I don't have any more hair left to lose? Yeah. Grandma's got her all weekend. Well, most of the weekend. That's true. And they're going to enjoy it. So, I was looking up this thing, and I'm I'm thinking I've driven past this a million times, right? Mm-hmm. And I, like, I've, I've seen the story before, I've read it, I've watched it, but it's been a long time. So, I pulled this thing from the New York Times. It's the 
the article is on the trail of UFOs. Mm-hmm. And this is written <clears throat> by Gary Chris. I'm just going to say this is not my article. I did not write it. This is just something I pulled up because it's an incident I wanted to just take a look into. And there's plenty more where it comes from. This is just like skimming the surface of the whole situation. I, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is just the beginning. This little five-page thing, but so I'm going to read it to you, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Before I do that, I'm going to take take a nice sip of my Bombo Cyclone. By the Chatham Brewery. Cheers. Cheers. It is one of the better ones. So here goes. And I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try not to stutter over anything, but I cannot promise a thing. <laughs> so the date is March twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three. Before I was even born. The time, nine p.m. Gloria Scalzo of Ossining, New York was driving north on the Taconic State Parkway near Route 133 in the town of Newcastle when she said something caught her eye. A cluster of lights, she recalled, almost like a town, but it was in the sky. She turned off onto Underhill Road, but could not get the sight out of her mind. She decided to go back on the parkway. And she said, as soon as I got back on the Taconic, I looked over to my left, and I saw this object with white lights shaped like a boomerang coming towards me going northwest and I said to myself my god that thing is huge slowing down slowing down she said she watched the objects for a few seconds and it disappeared now I've driven on the Taconic I can't even tell you how many times I've never seen a UFO like how come I'm not this lucky I don't know Probably because of the deer population. You're right. I'm always like trying to dodge those stupid things. Like, That's right. Everyone's like focused of, on the road as like, they should be. If you don't know the Taconic State Parkway and you're driving on it at night, if you're ever headed that way and you don't know the road... It is a breeding ground <laughs> for deer. Not only is it a breeding ground, like think of whack-a-mole, okay? You dodge one deer, there is another. And if you dodge that one then you're pretty much fucked because there's another one coming. <laughs> oh, there's excitement around every corner on this parkway. So, okay. Sliding back in <laughs> to the article. All of a sudden, it just reappeared over my windshield. Jeez. Describing red, green, and white lights about two feet apart in a semicircle. Then the lights started to go out as if someone reached over and turned them out. First one... Then the next, until they were all gone. Mrs. Scalzo pulled to the side of the road, turned the car off, and opened the window. When she looked up, she then saw two smaller green lights directly in front of me, about 60 feet high, which then went out. And then I saw nothing, she said. It just vanished. I'm trying to, I'm trying to even think about how I could figure out if something's 60 feet high but I guess it's just a guess I mean is it really a UFO or is it something else that's funny you ask because um, so dad and I went out to dinner the other night and we were talking about this because I, I was trying to see what 
I could pick his if I could pick his brain a little bit because he does lots of research. Just as so turns out, there's another source for all of this, and I'm not even gonna tap into that until after this because I don't want to. I don't want to ruin this for like myself or anybody else, and just know too much off the bat. So I think doing it as we go is probably the best. But there's a lot more to it, and and there's you'll hear about that again. I can I can promise you. It's gonna come back around, just not today. He's looking at me in like dis disbelief or something. <laughs> no, just acknowledging. Um, but I'm really curious to hear your uh, your take on this. Because believe me, I've got my own, but. Lord knows everyone loves an opinion. Without ruining something I did find out about this that's not in this article, I... <clears throat> How do I say this? There there could be other things that caused this. It's just these other things were discredited in the long run and could not be reproduced. But by who? Just, like I said, one thing at a time. I just want to get through this one. But, yeah, we will return to that, I promise. I Do I come through on promises? Absolutely not. But, no, I'm just kidding. 65% of the time. Every time. I, I don't know how to take that. Well, you're going to take it, and you're going to explain your theory. My theory is... I think people want to believe what they want to believe, and I think a lot of the times people believe in the more popular theory. That's been instilled in their head? Correct. Um, and I think... I don't know. It... There's just there's multiple parts to it, as I said. My my theory hasn't been fully formed yet. I, I suppose I'm trying to work through this the same same speed you're working through it right now. Mm-hmm. So my my theory and my my thoughts on how it's either not a truth or a truth or still a theory or or still like something people just want to believe in. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. Like, I'm just tapping the surface, too, so I don't really have a... Right. I can't give you a fully formed anything yet. And you said lights. What color lights were they again? The lights. Red? Uh, yeah. Um, green? Two smaller green lights directly in front of me. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. Duh. Hold on. This is the part of me I can't... Oh, yeah. Okay. White lights shaped like a boomerang. She uh, also said green lights, and yes, red. So, I mean, in all your exposure to extraterrestrial life, other than this article, have you ever read anything other than bright white, white, in the sky? Uh, (laughs) Generally, people just think it's UFOs. (laughs) That's what I'm right, but what with, I'm but... saying is, in cases like this, where it's 
allegedly, supposedly, a UFO, are there any other colored lights other than white? Um, white seems to be the most common color. <laughs> so explain to me how we've gotten to other colors. See, that's the thing, because airplanes, <clears throat> for lack of going into the next thing, but airplanes possess such colors. That's true. If I want to put that in, in the pot for you to stir. That's true, but V-shaped airplanes hovering right above a vehicle on the parkway while maintaining the same cadence as a moving vehicle. This is pretty messed up, to be honest. Like, right. It, it, if I were to... Okay, if I was driving my happy ass up the parkway... Well, you're not happy because you're on the parkway. But yeah, continue. No one's happy driving on the New York State Thruway Parkway. I mean, there is not a bigger truth been said yet here. I mean, well, I mean, I can't discredit anybody in this article. (laughs) But the parkway is just not something that you, like, desire to drive. Like, even if you want to go to the city from where we are, it's like... It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's the logical, unfortunate choice. Yeah, other other than going all the way to East God knows where and getting on the throughway. But, um, yeah, nobody wants to be on this road. And if I was driving up this road in the middle of the night, and that happened to me, I think part of me would would be a little bit uncomfortable telling other people what just happened you know right if i thought that driving driving a, a regular ass ford f-150 down the road mm-hmm. and i got a fucking ufo like three feet from the top of my vehicle or 60 feet whatever mm-hmm. i'm i'm hardly gonna believe my own eyes <laughs> mm-hmm. so i don't know how this woman felt um probably like it seems like she was freaked out by it, so it couldn't have been anything normal. Right, but, and I'm not here to put you on the spot. Uh, but I mean, during your research, have you found any other occurrences where there are more than one color of light? Oh, certainly. Yeah, certainly I've I've read that there's more colors people report, like mm-hmm. red and green. I've seen that, but like, most people are talking about like I got beamed up by a bright white light. It's like mm-hmm. okay, so uh, did you notice like, anything uh, else? But... Kind of like Mr. Randy Quaid himself. Oh my god! Okay, don't get us sued. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all in good fun. So, I, I would like to tell you, I, I just, I had a fully formed theory. Um, so let's conclusion. Hear it. Like, so I, let's hear it. Like we're gonna have to get there. So let me read this. How's that? That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Drink your beer. For all the listeners out there, I mean, thank God you have the, uh, the fast forward button, right? Whoa! Amen. Well, what, did, what did I just do? Okay, I'm the one who doesn't know how to operate a computer. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So. Picking up where I left off. Um, so she said it had just vanished. Like, just... It was gone. Mm-hmm. This, this whole instance <clears throat> is just... Done. Right. She was not... 
<laughs> right? Yes. Poof. Poof. She was not the only one to report seeing such a strange object last month in the skies over Westchester, Putnam, Dutchess, and Fairfield counties. Hundreds of phone calls were made to police stations. These guys must have been out of their minds. The cops or the individuals? <laughs> the, the cops. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, Shut the fuck up and oh go home. Oh, my God. Okay. Drink, your, drink your, uh, your bush light or whatever they had back in, what was it, the 83? 83. So... Hundreds of phone calls were made to police stations and airports on at least what, airports on at least five separate evenings last month. Most of the reports described a large, silent, hovering V-shaped object with bright lights. Reports of the sightings have now ceased, but interest in them continues. If we can't solve it, it'll become a classic case," said Jay Allen. I don't want to get this wrong, but probably will. High neck. Here, highlight it for me. I think I got this like guy. I said, folks, bear with us here. Heineck. Heineck. Okay. Like a Heineck. So, Alan, Scratch that. Alan Heineck. Okay. The former chairman of the astronomy department at Northwestern University, who is now the director of the Center for UFO Studies in Evanston, Illinois. I'll guess. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is, it's like, is there a It has all the potential for that, but... <laughs> It is a very it, nice textbook case, potentially. Right? It has all the potential for that. It could be a very nice textbook case, as you said. Right. I can I should not be touching the mouse. <laughs> okay. An authority on unidentified flying objects, Dr. Heineck, spent last weekend... <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> That name could lead to something great or to something very inappropriate. Uh, Apologies, okay. <laughs> Dr. Heineck. Okay, an authority on identity. Oh I appreciate your last name. Retrying the sentence. <laughs> an authority on unidentified <laughs> flying objects. Dr. Heineck spent last weekend interviewing Ariam residents who said they saw the object. You need to stop. <laughs> he also received briefings from the center's local investigators. <laughs> at, a, at almost the same time that Mrs. Scalzo... Scal, ooh, I got that wrong. Mrs. Scalzo reported having her experience, Carmen Mayjuta or Mayhuta? I definitely butchered that. A kindergarten teacher who lives in Austining was traveling east on Croton Avenue in a car driven by her mother. Stopped at the light, she said she saw an object approaching the sky. Um, okay. So there's more than one person who's seen this. Right. The, to you, does this, does this get more credible as it goes? Or, I don't know. Like I mean... It... In my opinion, and I'm probably not the only one to think this, but I have my own, let's call it unpopular opinion, not a hot take, but more unpopular. Okay. But, um, you know, I am open to the concept or possibility of extra extraterrestrial life. Uh, I guess I, mean, I want I... the concrete evidence, but like I said, I have my own theory on it, but... Um, you heard it. He wants his own concrete evidence. I do. I do. 
I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I was just telling the aliens that, yes, he's here. <laughs> I mean, we got all the right stuff to introduce them to. We've got uh, our fine chat and brew. We've got uh, that we marijuana. <laughs> that we do. And potentially our technology to thank them for. I mean, we could get into a whole discussion on that. Dude, those That's guys... for another day. That is for another day. It's just sometimes I wonder if they're more, if they exist, if they're more advanced than us, or if we're more advanced than them. And I highly doubt that. I, I almost. Do this too. is no, no disrespect to any listener or any individual out there, but certainly we are not cream of the crop in terms of species. <laughs> we are what's called the D list. <laughs> Uh, we ain't no F list. We're still breathing. We're still uh, still functioning, but we ain't no A list. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> so, God, I wish our boy Scott was I, here. I guess for me, um, the more I'm reading and the more I'm familiarizing myself here, I think. There, there is there. Something here is credible. Something is definitely credible. But whether or not it is the extraterrestrial or, yeah, or something else, yeah, anything otherworldly, or just something that somebody here did to mess with people, or did it in the early eighties? I highly doubt. Or that. did it? Or or if somebody had done something for fun and inadvertently messed with people. You know, like now. I mean, nowadays in twenty twenty three, the uh, the credibility factor in terms of UFOs would be far less. But speaking in eighty three, we still had developing technology. Mm-hmm. But it's we had like... nothing, as far as I know. Um, I'm not speaking for everybody, but as far as I know, we had nothing technology-wise, that can mirror what's being explained. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I cannot disagree. Um, so, yeah. Mrs. Scalzo. Okay. Remember Mrs. Scalzo? She was Absolutely. And do you remember Carmen Mehuta, the kindergarten teacher? The one we were just talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Please well, I'm, continue. I'm, oh, I'm just I'm just bringing you back around. Okay. Oh, I'm still with it. I'm here. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes not everybody's with it. I just try to, you know, I try to keep the thing where it should be, you know. Well, sometimes. then let's get back on the train and drive. Let's, yeah, let's drive. Stop at a light. She said she saw an object approaching in the sky. My first reaction was that it was a plane, she said. Then as it got closer, I realized I wasn't seeing the nose cone of a plane, and there was no blinking lights. There were, she said, steady lights, shaped like a chevron. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen a chevron, but okay. I saw two large wings, she added, each the size of a commercial jet, I realized it wasn't a plane. 
expecting some sound since the object was so large and so close. Just above the treetops, she rolled down her car window and said, I heard nothing, adding that the object then veered off. She watched it disappear. <clears throat> yeah. So are we going to take the parkway tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're, we're actually taking probably 87, but... I guess I'm going to have to go drive down the parkway at some point in the middle of the night and see what happens. (laughs) Hello. I have nothing better to do. (laughs) I am always open to an experience, even if it's not a spectral one. And hopefully it's not any other sort. (laughs) No siree. (sighs) Okay. Doctor. (laughs) Here comes your favorite doctor again. (laughs) So Doctor Doctor Hyman? <laughs> Jesus. We're very sorry if you're listening. <laughs> At least I am. <laughs> no, it's okay, I'm sorry. Doctor Heineck said that it was unusual to have such sightings in a relatively urban area. More unusual, he said, was the number of people who reported witnessing the phenomenon. If we continue to get reports, then it could be the largest sighting ever recorded. I mean, he's a doctor, right? (laughs) Yes. But at the end of the day, doctors, other than their knowledge, are no less or no more than anyone else on this earth. And they're just as good as the information they've been given. That's correct. In the most, most times. So, it was certain, most things. (laughs) Most. Most. Does this mean you need a password? (laughs) I do. I do. And it's for the benefit of the show, folks. And in a moment, we're going to get our co-host on the phone, and we're going to give him just a real quick catch-up, and we're just going to see how he's doing after he rolled his ankle, and then we'll we'll let him hear some of this, what our goings-ons here. So my brother wants my Wi-Fi password, and I should should just tell him what it is, (laughs) but... We're actually recording, uh, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> there it is. I typed it into your phone. Your phone doesn't have a virgin screen anymore. <laughs> Thank you. So um, if you could please continue on with your story. We're going to continue on. <laughs> Just give me one moment. We're not far from being done, but, uh, Scott, um, King Fat, as he likes to be called, wanted me to call him, so we're gonna call him and just, you know, see how his little ankle is doing. Oh, jeez. Okay, I think we can hear it. You're gonna have to edit that out. I'm gonna. (laughs) His little ankle. (laughs) (laughs) What? Now he's not answering. Did he fall asleep? (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I'm going to see if he ends up calling me back, because I think he might have fallen asleep. He was going to answer the phone, but it doesn't always mean everything. (laughs) 
So he so rolled his ankle, but that's we're okay. Gonna we're going to do gonna a fresh start here in a second for the recording. We kind of derailed there. So we're going to start in three, <laughs> two. You got composure? No. One. Try that again. <laughs> three, four, one. The Westchester sightings are sufficiently unusual to cause people to look closely for a natural explanation, he said. If it can't be found... They'll go down as unsolved. And it won't be found. <laughs> well, maybe not to everybody. One person working hard to provide a rational explanation is Philip J. Oh my god, hold on. Can you <laughs> highlight it for me, sir? <laughs> I am bad with this. <laughs> for the it next is... time around, I'm going to have to copy and paste some shit so, folks, I, can, folks, so I can, folks, like, phonetically folks. do this. We're going to leave the first name out of the out of the recording, but it's uh, Jay Imbrogno of Greenwich, Connecticut. <laughs> Resident and a science teacher at the Windward School of White Plains, who is a field investigator for the center. Thank you. Mr. Imbrogno <laughs> said he already had hundreds of reports and sightings many referred to him by local police departments and that the number may eventually reach the thousands <laughs> he does not expect to issue a final report on his findings until summer of 83 of 83 yeah and that's 40 years ago so I don't think we've found anything on that yet but we might run into something. And we're not going to. I'm giving you that look where I, I, I can't be so sure. but Well, I am sure because, as I said, we are D-listers in a world of higher intelligence. Well, maybe in a galaxy of higher intelligence, too. That's true. boy. It's something I do because I have an interest in it, he said last week. He and three associates are sifting through... All the information we have so far, weeding it out and trying to focus on the best recollections. They have interviewed about 30 people. Questionnaires are filled out for each witness. Recountings of the incidents are tape recorded and cross-examinations are conducted. We have to remain objective, Mr. Imbrogno said. We go in with a clear mind and try to put the facts together. We don't go in looking for a spaceship. Well, clearly there's a fucking spaceship on the parkway. But, okay. but was there? According to some of these people. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe it. I mean, I I will stick with the very simple fact that a lot of people do make these things out to be what they want. And what's more popular to hear about. <coughs> so we could go around in but circles. More than one individual? Yeah, now we've got a few, so just keep that in mind. We go in trying to disprove the sightings to come up with a possible explanation. Possible. Still, still nothing. As far as I know, that nobody's reported. But I'm sure that if something happened, it would be reported. But the investigators volunteer their time and are occasionally reimbursed for their expenses. They include Lieutenant George A. Lesnick, a member of Fairfield. I was going to say something. Stop! 
<laughs> Guys, he's messing with me. <laughs> little hand gestures over there. He needs to quiet down. Okay. They include Lieutenant George A. Lesnick, a member of the Fairfield, Connecticut Police Department, who has been tracking reports of UFO sightings for 30 years. Unlike Mr. Imbrogno and Dr. Hynek, your favorite doctor, Lieutenant Lesnick himself has sighted an un- unexplained object. He said he approached each case as a train. Stop it! God, you can't have a brother sometimes and get away with it. Okay. He said he approached each case as a trained scientific investigator, employing some of the techniques from his 26 years of police work. When you talk with people and they know you're a police officer, you you more or less get respect. He said. <laughs> Maybe I wish that was true. Um, and believe me, I, I'm all I'm all for the authority. Or, you know, as long as they're for the badge. That is a good addition. I, I do agree with that. that. That is definitely true. And they, in turn, feel you're going to respect them, not regard them as kooks. Okay. But there are some who are unimpressed with the process. Sometimes Hynix investigators or investigators of other groups succeed in finding prosaic... What? Please highlight. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I need a lesson in reading. Prosaic. Well, gosh darn, I got it right. Okay, so I'll leave that in there. <laughs> okay, so they they succeeded in finding prosaic answers to sightings, said Philip J. Class, a Washington-based avionics editor of Aviation Week and Space Technology, a leading aerospace publication... But they're not disposed to such answers. They more they're more disposed to finding inexplicable cases. I mean I, I kinda like cases where it's hard to explain things. So I guess that if I had to if I had an opportunity in that field I would probably take it. I think anybody would. With um, any interest of the unknown. There's lots of unknown. There is. It's unknown what I did for breakfast this morning, because if I tried to remember that, that's part of the unknown. Just parts of the day can be the unknown. Anyway. Your bowel movements can be unknown. Oh no, those are pretty known. (laughs) Those are pretty timely. Okay, so... Man, that was a tangent. Okay, Mr. Class, author of a (laughs) number... He's... He's laughing for no reason. Mr. Class, author of a number of books challenging supposed authenticated UFO sightings, is a longtime critic of Dr. Hynek and termed the center's work superficial and unscientific. He said that in 17 years investigating cases, he had yet to find a single one that is inexplicable. Offering possible explanations for the Westchester phenomenon, he said, I suspect it was triggered by an advertising airplane. Remember what I said about not jumping too far ahead? That's true. Okay, now, if only... If only I could, like, figure out how to pronounce half of these people's names by the time I read these things, that would be great. And believe me, I already, like, skimmed through this once... And I said, oh, I can do that. That's easy. 
Well, how many times have we stopped to repronounce somebody's name now? Too many times. And here we go again. Bill Heal or Bill. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Helly or Mr. Healy or Mr. Mr. Healy <laughs> or Heal. I don't know. Bill, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm trying. Bill Is Healy. the H silent? <laughs> Is the H silent? Is the E pronunciated? <laughs> A, is it Aley? Is it L? Is it Bill Healy, chief meteorologist for the National Weather Corporation? Yeah. Okay, then. All right. He maintains an office at the Westchester County Airport, and he disagrees. On March 24th, Mr. Healy, I'm just going to go with that, said he cited... Oh. He said he had slipped. Yeah, my fucking god. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to fix this. <laughs> the whole fucking thing. Bill Healy. This is try nine hundred. Okay. Is that Bill- the Goodyear blimp in the article? Oh fuck um, me. They ain't no Goodyear blimp in the fucking Taconic. Oh my god. I I don't know if I should edit this out or just keep it. <laughs> Might just keep it. Bill Healy. Chief Meteorologist for the National Weather Corporation, which maintains an office at the Westchester County Airport, disagrees. On March 24th, Mr. Healy said he had sighted an object while driving south from Peekskill on the parkway at almost the same time that Mrs. Scalzo was heading north. Oh boy. Now we got a meteorologist with the same sighting. Now, did Mrs. Scalzo call, stop at somebody's house and call her friend on the way home and tell him about this? And then he just kind of was like, oh, let me call this in too? Or do you think that this was actually, like, real? In their own instances and they had no idea about the others? I'm not going to doubt that this quote-unquote UFO sighting was real. But it may not be what's implied or what's imagined. Okay. Yeah, so we're circling back to that theory about a hundred times already. And this is only the first article we've gotten into, and I'm just going to call it UFO July. This is July 2023, and this is UFO July. I dig it. All right. So, Bill Healy, and believe me, I'm not saying the same frickin' paragraph all over again, but his account is similar to hers. Okay, Mr. Healy, he's talking about Mrs. Scalzo's account, and this is what they both reported to see. A series of lights 10 to 15 degrees above the horizon perhaps three times brighter than a first magnitude star. (sighs) Fucking Mike probably picked that up. Jesus. (laughs) I've tried this sentence like five times and I get it right and and he just shits himself. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to pretend that that I don't have to clean that chair later. <laughs> oh, go daddy. Oh. Okay, so... 
Alright. The series of lights that they're talking about that's the size of, like, or three times brighter than a first magnitude star. Six of them on an axis, okay? Two or three at a 45 degree angle forming a check mark. Mr. Healy estimated that the object he saw was moving at 250 knots, but as it approached him, it slowed down to a crawl. The multicolored lights went out, then reappeared, this time colored blue-violet, and the object drifted over Mr. Healy at 100 feet. The size was unbelievable, Mr. Healy said. Over a thousand yards. That's big. That's actually pretty big. <laughs> right. And with that being said, was there any other report on that evening? Of the thousand yards? I don't know yet. So, and we're closing in on the end of this article, but I don't know the answer to that one yet. It remained stationary above him for a few seconds, during which he said he had the sensation of being scanned and rejected. Yes, that's what I always feel like. Okay. Grinder. No. You can even look at my phone. It's not there. And then it moved The exceptions northward. or the, or the, uh, the rejections? Both. That's why I deleted it. I'm tired of the rejection. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't been rejected. So there you go. <laughs> um... Okay. Mr. Wow. Healy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mr. Healy said this thing was over a thousand yards. It remained stationary above him for a few seconds, during which he said he had the sensation of being scanned and rejected. Like I said, that's just a shitty feeling. <laughs> Nobody likes being scanned and rejected. Okay. Mr. Healy, he says he's been around planes for, like, most of his life. Trains? Planes! <laughs> Automobiles. What about planes do you find trains from? Where do you get trains from planes? And automobiles. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So he's been around planes most of his life. And, and trains. Pers- <laughs> I'm gonna... Okay. This is... I... This is mm-hmm. this is why I cannot do stuff with you sometimes when we're trying to be serious. Because you don't know how to be serious, and neither do I. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I'm not singling you out. I'm just as bad. Okay. Mr. Class. Mr. Healy. Oh, fuck. He also provides weather forecasts for the Goodyear Blimp. Remember you said something about the Goodyear Blimp before? Well, here you go. I did. He added that he doubted that it was an airplane. That the explanation explanation was also ruled out by a Federal Aviation Administration spokesman, Robert Fulton, who said it was unequivocally not an aircraft. Mr. Fulton said he had checked throughout the area, including military bases. It's inexplicable as far as we're concerned, he said, suggesting that perhaps it was an occlusion or weather disturbance. An occlusion cannot be given a scintilla of credibility on a clear night like that, Mr. Healy said. <sighs> so, involvement is being denied everywhere. <laughs> Shocking. 
<laughs> it is shocking. Not to me, though. It... I mean, if you don't have, like you said, if there's nothing to physically back up what's going on, they're going by hearsay and sightings. You can't, you can't take something technically out of thin air that not everybody has seen mm. and make something solid out of it. I mean, the other thing to you know think to think about these individuals. Did any of them know each other? It doesn't appear that way. As far as I'm concerned, the uh, the two people. Let me go back here, real quick. Okay, Mrs. Scalzo and Mr. Healy. Okay, they had the one description that kind of that basically matched each other, but I see nothing about them knowing each other. Hmm. So. Whether they do or don't, I guess we don't have that answer at the moment. Yeah, and that just that just makes it hard to not come to a conclusion, but to really base anything off of. Is who knows if it is a hoax, right. so to speak. And and here's going back to where I said let's not jump too far ahead. And um, <clears throat> here's Doctor Hynek again. <laughs> Your very favorite, your one and only. Other excl- other explanations, perhaps a secret device being tested by the government, Dr. Hynek suggested. He just gave me a look across the table. Possible, Mr. Class said, but unlikely. A hoax of some kind? If it was a hoax, it was fantastically contrived, Dr. Hynek said. Hallucinations? Definitely ruled out, Dr. Hynek said. There are no nuts coming out of the woodwork, Mr. Imbrogno said. We have credible people record. Bleh. We have credible people reporting incredible things. It is kind of incredible. It is incredible, but what makes these individuals credible? You know, that's that's why we're gonna dig deeper into it. We're gonna see if we can find anything. I sure hope so. I'm I'm not promising anything, but we can we can always we can always look. And we're gonna look. We're gonna look. The answer may never be found, Mr. Class said that if Dr. Hynek's group could not come up with an explanation, he would be tempted to come to Westchester and undertake his own investigation, a challenge Dr. Hynek said he welcomed. Meanwhile, residents have continued to look to the skies to see if the reported object will return. So this was 1983. So essentially, essentially 40 years. So it's, yes, it's been 40 years. And, and I won't lie, I picked this article just like, I did a, one of those eeny, meeny, miny, mo catch a tiger by his toe sort of things, because... You type in anything to do with UFOs. First of all, I'm probably on a government watch list now. Yeah, but I'm sure there's bigger fish to fry. Maybe. <laughs> However, there's definitely more to this. So, with that being said, that's this week's article on the trail of UFOs. 
the New York Times, and that was April 17th, 1983, by Gary Chris. And the final question we'll leave you with tonight is, is it UFOs or something else? And the other question is, is it UFOs or is it something you want it to be? All right, good night, everybody. It's getting late. Some of us have a life to go try to live. (laughs) If we can afford it. Until then, (laughs) until next time, I wish you the best of luck in affording life.